0: Radioinfluence.com. The future is now.
1: Initiate procedure.
0: Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. 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 Go.
2: Now, stand by for the MJ Morning Show. It's the MJ Morning Show Podcast. It's episode number 24 already. Hey, it's MJ slash Todd Schnitt. Froggy and Fester join us. Hey, guys, how you doing?
3: Hey, MJ.
4: Good,
2: how are you? Froggy, all's well?
4: All is well.
2: Michelle is here in the home master bedroom MJ Morning Show Podcast studio. Hey, Michelle. Hi, guys. And Michelle's going to join us for a couple of things. Hey, Fester's got a really scary story that... Starts off the podcast this week. Hey, Fester, you could have been squashed like a bug. A car, and Fester will tell the story in a minute, but a car flew off of I-4 in Dover. I don't think we've ever revealed this, but Fester works at General RV. And after radio, he got into the RV sales business. Fester's doing very well. He makes more money selling RVs than he ever did doing radio. Now, i got to be honest. I think radio might have been a little more fun, you know, setting vans on fire with turkey fryers and all all that. But Fester's doing well. Fester, you're a general RV. You're out on the lot. And what happened? This car got run off the road. And and by the way, those that are on I-4, and if you're traveling east or west, this is in between Plant City, and Tampa, or in between Plant City and Sefner, or you know, the big rooms-to-go warehouse, and you're in lovely Dover, Florida. What exactly happened?
3: So uh, I'm sitting here on a golf cart, kind of driving through some of my inventory, and I hear a loud crash, and then tire squeals, and then like this loud noise, and then a boom, a big crash. Was it like this? Did it sound like that? It was a lot like that because I heard the screeching and I heard the big impact and I was like, oh my God, somebody must have got rear ended or there was a, there obviously was an accident on the interstate and a bunch of people heard it. So we all rush out to see what was going on and a person got clipped off the interstate through the grass into the ditch. Flipped and then hit our sign. Oh, my store sign right on the interstate.
2: And it says General RV right off of I-4. And you were, what, 30 yards away from impact? I wasn't too far at all.
3: I mean, I, it was very loud, very scary.
2: Now, I have a picture. Fester sent me a picture of the flipped over car. And it looks like it missed hitting that expensive, big, huge, bus-like RV parked right in front of the side. How much is that RV that almost got
3: smashed? Three hundred thousand oh dollars. Oh my! god. Oh my god! Really? And we have all the big iron right there on the interstate. Right. So you can see all the impressive,
2: <laughs> brand new RVs that are like luxury palaces inside. That's lucky because that car, it missed the RVs by—I mean, literally,
3: what two feet? It was really close. I mean, you had to. Scoot, I couldn't fit between the car and the RV and the sign because I'm so fat. Skinnier people could get by, but I had to walk around. It was
2: very close. Yeah, but, Fester, you also can't really fit between the parking space of the handicapped spot and the regular spot where they even have that buffered area. Good point. Yeah, so I just I thought. <laughs> 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 no, but how many RVs? If this trajectory of the car flying off I-4 was any different, it could have taken. How many, how many expensive RVs
3: are parked up front? It's probably 20 of them. Oh, she could have oh taken out, honestly, she could have. T- if she would have hit him at the right angle, she probably could have taken out the front caps of four of them.
2: So maybe a million dollars? Pretty
3: close, or yeah.
2: Or 1.2, 1.5 million
3: dollars? Um, well, was it an old lady? Okay, so this person who was in this accident was a single person or a single occupant in the vehicle. It was a younger woman, maybe 27, 28. Right. She's driving, and then somebody goes from the middle lane to her lane, Maybe they don't use their blinker or they don't look over to see that there's another car there. They just veer right over and they kind of trade paint. They they they, they kind of they right. tap her into the grass. And then once you're in the grass, you're going 75, 80 miles an oh, hour. Yeah.
2: You've got no control. And what kind of car? I couldn't tell because all we could see is the car's undercarriage flipped over on its side against your general RV sign. What kind of car was it?
3: It was like a the, the Kia, like, like. The car, whatever the Kia car, is. I don't it had know a trunk and, right. yeah, but but it was a Kia did you race over to help her i I wouldn't use the term race. But <laughs> waddle! I didn't know it hit our sign. I didn't good, know it hit our sign. That's a good point. I thought
2: for it was. Frog wants to know if you waddled over.
3: No, 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 no! I didn't waddle over. But I didn't know <laughs> it was in our property. I thought it was on the interstate. Right. So I thought there was an accident. I was like, oh, let me just walk out and see this accident. And it was right there. Did you help extract her from the
2: car, or did she climb out on her own?
3: Climbed out on her own. She had a little. Then we started freaking out because we saw the car. She has the. The the sticker, one of the few stickers, uh, uh, baby on board, who does that anymore? And there was a car seat in the back, and we're like, holy crap. We look at the car seat. The car seat's empty. Oh, (gasps) jeez. We all freak like holy crap! What and then somebody asked her, and she goes, "No, I dropped my baby off at oh, my mother's house. Wow! So she was alone in the vehicle." Thank all right. God. Now,
2: what day did this happen? Of course, we're recording this on Monday night, May eighteenth. This drops first thing on Tuesday morning, May nineteenth. When did this happen? Uh,
3: Friday, wow. Friday the the fifteenth. You talked
2: to her. She's rattled, I would imagine. And this is great. Festa, what did you offer
3: her? I didn't know it was her at the time. I'm just kind of making my way. and There was a couple of people out there now. You know, half the store empties out, and now the cops are there, and all the witnesses pulled over. So I'm working my way through people, and then I'm, I'm just there face-to-face with this person who is just in this really bad accident. And I'm like, hey, uh, c- can I get you a bottle of water? And she looks at me. She goes, no, I'm all right. Hey, do you have a cigarette? <laughs>
2: <laughs> she just she just flipped her car off of I-4 at 70 miles an hour, <laughs> almost takes out a whole row of RVs, smashes into the general RV side, and got some smokes. <laughs> well,
3: yeah, and the funny thing is, three-quarters of the salesmen always have cigarettes on them, yeah. so that's not the weird part. But I'm <laughs> the one guy that does it. I'm like, I'm... <laughs> I'm sorry I don't, but, uh, okay, you all right? She She's, I'm fine. Oh, man. How much damage to the
2: sign, the RV sign?
3: I, it has to be pretty significant. I mean, it, it, the whole sign doesn't need to be replaced, but a lot of panels need to be replaced. She knocked the RV part out of the sign. Really? The sign that says <laughs> General RV Center, the RV block just fell out.
2: Now it could just be General Tire or the it, general that drives around and wants to sell you insurance, right?
3: Yes. <laughs> check. What's that? Exactly. Jack would come by. (laughs) Hey, uh... I
4: got a question.
3: Yeah, was she hot, girl? (laughs) Froggy, this
2: woman gets clipped. She flies off I-4 at 70 or so miles an hour. Rolls, flips, hits the ditch. She's airborne. Uh, and then you want to know if she's hot. She climbs out of the vehicle. Really, that's the only thing on your
3: mind.
4: I just want to know what people look like. I'm wondering. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't imagine a really attractive girl would do such a stupid thing. Uh,
3: it could have happened to anybody. She's man, just no, driving not straight not down the interstate. She. She got cut off. Oh, yeah. I'm glad uh, she's okay. Yeah, yeah,
2: Froggy, it was a Victoria's Secret or a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model that is uh, on a break because of coronavirus. Uh, that, that's, yeah, she was really, really hot.
4: I wouldn't imagine anybody would go help her anyway because of the, the set for the, you can't go
3: up to people. So sorry, you know, oh. cl- climb out of the car, my serious
2: Oh, yeah. There, Fester, did she have a mask on?
3: <laughs> she did not have a mask on. And. <laughs> Immediately, she was surrounded by people, so I don't think we were practicing social distancing in that instant. Oh, man. Well, then she just goes,
4: I got corona, and just breathe all over all y'all. Oh, I probably would have just left her there.
2: And you've got to hear this before we move on. Fester, you know, is doing a good job. He's now an RV salesman. What's your new line? Now, do you mention this to customers, or is this (laughs) among your coworkers? This is hysterical. I've never heard this before.
3: (laughs) I heard it today for the first time. I heard it today, and I'm going to incorporate it right. into my into my dialogue with people. If somebody brings something up, and
2: there is a, a, a total disparity, if they're not really comparing apples to apples, and it's too completely... Give me an example of where this line works, and I love this.
3: Okay. Oh yeah, I had a customer the other day, right? didn't know what they wanted to see. Mind you, if they ever bought anything, they'd only buy one in an RV. So I try to isolate what they want. He, was, he wanted to look at all my double-axle diesel motorhomes, which right. are big, huge motorhomes, and pop-up trailers. He didn't know which one he'd get, but he'd get one.
2: Well, obviously, we're talking about very diverse products here.
3: Absolutely, and then in RV? my
5: field, that's a, yeah, they're very different, significantly different. <laughs>
3: okay, I don't know much about the
4: RV
2: world. By the way, Michelle's very amused here, huh, Michelle?
5: Oh, the, the difference between the uh, RV and the the pop-up trailer? Yeah, the yeah. Froggy, there is a significant difference. Even I know this. Yeah, even,
2: even my wife knows this. It,
3: it, it's, it's like something the size of a Greyhound bus froggy or something a little bit bigger than a can of soup. So so almost <laughs> like apples and oranges.
5: Right. All right what's no, the I'll, line? No, no, but Fester has a new line.
3: <laughs> Give us the line. Yes.
5: That's like the difference between
3: a hippo and a Zippo. <laughs> a, a,
2: a hippo and a Zippo?
3: Explain. A hippo is it's a, it's a huge, heavy, enormous animal. And the Zippo's a little lighter. That's <laughs> ah! pretty funny. Get it, Froggy? Get it? A little? No, I really
2: don't. A Zippo is a lighter, a cigarette lighter. Froggy, Zippo is a lighter brand.
4: So you're just saying one's like oh, a... Geez so one's totally different than the other one
5: yeah. okay we'll have to <laughs> stick with Isn't apples it li- and oranges oh, for Friday?
4: Thing, like it's
3: light compared to fat
5: well no, no. I, uh, I
3: don't get it okay uh, well, uh, anyway if it works i'll let you know mj anyway i'm I'm grateful that the person who got into the accident's okay and uh i'm sorry i couldn't <laughs> give him a cigarette
2: speaking of masks i had a little run in with an old timer at cvs i had to go pick up one of my prescriptions one of my medications was ready I was as friendly as could be, but there was an elderly guy. He had to be in his 80s. That was just my eyeball. And then when I tell you the rest of the story, that he would at least probably have to be this old, somewhere in his 80s. So I'm in line, and you got the pharmacy line, and everyone's all social distancing, and everyone's six, eight, ten feet away as they're waiting for the pharmacy counter. And this guy just comes very close to everyone in line. He's not doing anything to try to socially distance. And he's got a mask on. It's uh, half-assed. And I'm seeing this so much. It seems that I see a lot of elderly people doing this, but I've also seen people of other demographics do this as well. And it's where they have the mask over their mouth, but it is not over their nostrils or not over their nose. They'll have it dropped right on the, uh, what, what do you call the, What is that little thing, the dimple between your nose? And there's a name for that. What is that thing called? I don't know.
4: Damn it. I don't know. Nose butt.
2: No, it's not the nose. (laughs) Michelle, look look that thing up for me. It's going to drive me nuts. I I used to know that. It's like the bottom of a wine bottle. It's called the punt, P-U-N-T. But there's a, a, and and the thing at the end of a shoelace is an aglet, the little plasticky thing.
5: Is it the filtrum? The f- thank you that one hundred percent.
2: Yeah, it's the filtrum is the name of that thing. So people wear their masks, and it's sitting on top of their filtrum, below their actual nose. They're covering their mouth, but their nostrils are fully exposed. And it's like, hey, you're doing it all wrong. So I say to this guy, and he comes really close to me, and I was nice. I wasn't a dick about it, but I said, "Sir, uh, excuse me, but." you're wearing the mask, but you're not getting any benefit there because your nose is fully exposed. And he's like, don't tell me what to do. I survived the Korean War. I'll survive this. And then wouldn't you know, he had one of those Korean War veteran baseball caps on. I'm like, of course you're a Korean War vet. He just got all ornery and nasty. Here I'm nice. I'm like... Uh, Sir, your mask is not on properly, so it's not helping you. And of course, the elderly—that's a very susceptible demographic. And if the guy was in in uh, the Korean War, I mean, he's got to be probably in his mid. Korea was fifty to fifty-three. Yeah, fifty. That was that was the Korean War. So uh, fifty-three on the outside, right? So let's say he was eighteen. So if he was, Michelle, can you do the math here real quick?
3: 83? Because 65 yeah. years ago?
2: 75 years. No, 65 years. I don't
3: know. 1953 is. Uh, oh, my is, God. Is... He was old as hell. <laughs> yes. yes, it. Old.
2: <laughs> yes, old. I was old. old. So he survived Korea. He's barking at me, and he just walks away after he says, I survived the Korean War. I'll survive this. Why don't you pipe it? Oh, he said, pipe it down. Why don't you pipe it down? And then he walks away. And then about, I'm still in line, five, six, eight minutes later, he walks by again, and he's got the mask properly on his nose and mouth. And he looks at me and says, you happy now?
4: (laughs) There's no way not to come off, as you say, dickish in that moment. When you walk up to an old man and start you know, being a know it all about it, he's going to take it the
2: wrong way. Hey, Frog, your mic is going like loud, low, loud, low. What's what's what are you doing to your microphone over there?
4: Is it better now? Yeah, what'd you do it? Just... My kids are fighting, and I'm hitting mute.
2: Yeah, you can't. So do you that. don't hear it. No, you can't. Should do I it. stop doing that? Yeah, yeah stop. Let
3: your, your kids fight. <laughs> stop, stop. I mean,
2: doing they're it. beating the hell out of <laughs> each other right now. <laughs> Tell them you're recording a podcast.
4: Hey, hang on a second, God. Damn. <laughs> just... Hey, shut
1: up. <laughs> Please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because
0: I'm the boss. Oh, <laughs> Stop. i All
4: right. God, I can't take it, man. It's been two months of this. <laughs> they need to. Uh, Where, for,
5: wait, where's Kim?
4: She's downstairs in the middle of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> She's refereeing.
5: She's trying to.
4: It's, sorry, guys. It's just I I, I feel like you can hear him fighting over the over the podcast. So I was hitting
2: mute. Listen, everyone.
4: Listen, everybody. There's
6: a better way for you to come and talk to Max. He's crying. So oh, good. My good. kid's crying. <laughs> I hope you feel good.
2: Max, come here. No. Oh, that's that's Kim, Froggy's wife. Ask him to come to the microphone. If you to put
6: out of here, then you're going to have to put up with our kids in the okay. background. Everybody <laughs> can
4: Everybody can hear the podcast.
3: Kim, come around, Kim. I, I, Kim. I, Kim. I, come ask Kim here. to come to the
4: microphone. What?
3: Come on, I don't know. Let's, let's hey, I'd k- talk to Kim. Hey,
5: Get Kim. Can, can you hear us? Hey, yes, Kim. I can hear you. What would you like? Hi, Kim. Hi.
2: Say hi to Michelle.
5: Hi, Michelle. Hey, Kim. How are you? Excellent. It sounds like it. <laughs> it's really fun.
2: Vacation.
5: He's
6: just like screaming at our kids and Max is now crying. I hope oh. I hope it was oh.
5: funny on the podcast. Oh, little Max. He gets a <laughs> reward. Was, was, I, I didn't even think I it thought they
4: were completely uncalled for. So Max oh, to It's
3: great. I love it. little, yeah. I'm leaving all this in the podcast. In. <laughs>
2: this is staying
3: in. Kim, it, love, it wait, really oh, was oh, funny oh, if I'm it makes you feel any better. I love
5: hey, how Kim just told Froggy that this was completely uncalled for like Froggy's the child. <laughs> yeah. No,
6: yeah. Is is this is our home? Our children can be loud in our home, and if that's not conducive for the past, go do it somewhere else.
5: (laughs) Yeah,
4: conducive. That was a good word. Hey, Uh, tell Max to come here.
2: I love this. Is the best. This is good job,
3: guys. Thanks a lot.
2: This is hysterical. Hey, Fester, you've got some quarantine fatigue as well, don't you?
3: You know, I've had quarantine fatigue now since like day three. You know, but yeah, we're we're getting a little. Little little uh, cabin fever. Yeah, there you know. got it. Yeah, but you know,
2: Florida has opened up a little bit, and you know, hopefully, people are socially distancing. And I, I know that restaurants, people want to go into restaurants, but there's a lot of patio space. And some of the stories we're hearing in Tampa that they're allowing more outdoor space. And I, I've seen. Stories where they're closing off some streets to allow
3: the restaurants to have more outdoor seating. I I think that's fantastic. I just got my new Burger King cup because now they opened up (laughs) the vending machine again. The 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 self service thing at Burger King. It was closed for two months, so I went in there. All the tables were taped X. So, like, only 25% occupancy, yep. but I got a new cup. Yeah, oh, Michelle. my gosh.
5: No, I was just going to say, since Froggy and Fester both have young children, I saw Walt Disney World was o- opening back up soon. Um, so, are they planning on going? Well, well, well I didn't see that, really. The, the notice on, like, the website that said, you know, COVID-19 has risks. And when you enter the park, you know, it's kind of up to you. If you're elderly, don't come in the park.
2: Can you look that up real quick? I want to know what exactly. No, everybody's
5: looking at Disney World to see what their procedures are going to be.
2: Do you have a date that they're going to potentially open back up? That's what I'd love to know. And then, Fester, you were bragging earlier to me about you guys have saved a fortune that you're not buying all kinds of worthless, unneeded
3: crap during this. Just by virtue of existing, I realized how much crap we just buy just to buy it. To have it, and we we must have saved fifteen hundred dollars. You
2: walk into Target, and suddenly yeah. you're you're spending six hundred bucks. It's like, oh my God, where did that come from?
3: You know, we, my wife will walk into TJ Maxx just to see what they have. A
2: thousand dollars, and she buys
3: a flat iron. Another. <laughs> Frickin'
5: flat iron. I think
2: Michelle found it. What do you find?
5: It was it's uh, Disney the Disney Springs, like the shopping and dining complex okay. will yeah. open. Yeah. And they had a disclosure that says there's an inherent risk of exposure to COVID nineteen that exists in in any public place where people are present, blah, blah, blah. But my question to Froggy and Fester were like they're having cabin feet, they have young kids. It's hard to entertain them and if we had young kids, my thought would be, let's pack them up and go to Disney World.
2: But
3: Disney World is not opening
2: up. When
5: it opens, will they go? Well, y- no. is, you
3: know what? I, I probably I probably wouldn't be the first person in there, Michelle. What what makes it really bad is every city park is closed. Yeah. Every playground is yeah. closed. Yeah. Yeah. I want
2: Disney to open back up. I want the Magic Kingdom to be, I want it to be safe. I want people to get back to normalcy and when the magic kingdom opens up or epcot or all the other disney parks or universal studios bush gardens here in tampa when everything opens back up that's sort of going to be like a a snap back to reality so i'm i'm hoping that that can happen sooner rather than later.
3: Well, you know all the exercise equipment on Bayshore Boulevard, like you could do pull-ups or yeah, something yeah. like that? It's wrapped in fencing, like, like yeah. chain-link fence, You know, cl- mm. temporarily closed.
2: That's the same thing in Central Park in New York. They took all the swings down. The Parks Department actually removed the swings for the kids. They have bicycle fence and police tape all around the pull-up bars, etc. Yeah, I saw
4: that. Yeah. Looks like somebody was murdered on the at the playground. Yeah. They have police tape everywhere.
2: <laughs> hey, Froggy, your mic's getting like low and high again. And and folks, understand that we're not in the typical studio setup. My mic sounds the best because I'm doing the recording now with my high-quality home setup. But Froggy and Fester are on Skype. So hopefully you understand that we're not at our full MJ Morning Show podcast quality here.
3: No, but you can go to a Walmart where there's a thousand people breathing off all over each other and publics where you have to walk up and down aisles in a particular direction but you can't use a playground mm. out in the open it's it's just nuts
2: Well, listen it's a balance you don't want to spread this and you know some of the early mitigation some of the what some people would think is over the top some of the early mitigation i think truly helped a lot of this country avoid a much worse situation. But still, you know, they're talking about a second wave. And I don't want to see that happen. You know, Texas opened back up uh, to a larger extent. And in Texas, the cases and deaths are on the, the rise. And I don't want to see that. Uh, guys, let me ask you a question. And I have Michelle up here. And Michelle doesn't know what I'm about to ask. But the minute I ask you, uh, Fester and Froggy, Michelle's going to know where I'm headed with this. Fester, first you. Is Allison on... This COVID-19 coronavirus baking frenzy, baking all kinds of crap at the house?
3: Oh, no, she isn't, but I sure as hell am.
5: (laughs) (laughs) What have you baked, Fester? What have you baked? Tell me. Okay,
3: so uh, we've we've baked apple crisp because I bought like the big oats from Sam's Club and I had to come up with something to do with all these oats because the kids don't like oatmeal. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I made apple crisp. We made brownies. Mm -hmm. uh, We've made every kind of cookie we could think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we 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 do a, we probably bake three four nights a week. You know, because this is sort of a thing, and Froggy, hold on, I'll ask you in a second, but the
2: stories have been all over the place that people, for whatever reason, whether it's a comfort food thing, but people are baking cakes and cookies and all kinds of homemade breads, flour has been in short supply, finding yeast, for instance, has been...
3: Banana t- nut bread, that's what my wife has been uh, baking, banana okay. nut bread. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Froggy, has Kim, who just yelled at you, has Kim been doing any baking or no?
3: My wife hasn't baked dick. <laughs> Oh,
4: jeez. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You see the mood she was just in? You think she's going to throw
3: on an oh apron and go God. bake something? Make me some cookies, Kim. Froggy. Jesus, I wish. Hey, oh. Froggy, have you been whipping up any edibles? <laughs> no.
1: right.
2: So, Michelle has been quite active and.
5: Well, not that active, but but, you know, I mean.
2: It's every day. It's like, do you want me to make your chocolate cake? How about the lemon upside down fandango cake? Whatever the hell. There was
5: an article showed up in my feed that said, based upon your um, astrological sign, what you should bake next. What? Yeah. I thought I sent that to you.
2: No, you didn't see it based on your... Yeah. You don't care about I astrological don't. signs. I don't,
5: except that it was an article about baking, and it was going to give me a suggestion. So I looked at it, and it said I should bake a lemon lavender cake. So I did.
2: Ooh, that sounds good. Actually, the, yeah. lemon, the lemon lavender cake was actually pretty darn good.
5: Right. So, you know. Me and
4: Kim were talking about, because, you know, Kim... Last week, she saw you on the camera, MJ, and she noticed that you've been putting on a couple of quarantine pounds. <laughs> it's
3: called the it's called the quarantine twenty five. No, oh my gosh! No, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. No, actually, I've
2: lost weight in what? What is she talking about? I'm in, We're bicycling like what thirty eight miles a week now, probably. Yeah, like six or seven miles four times a week. Yes. Yeah, dude, we're we're exercising a lot. My weight is down. I was just joking.
4: Damn, get more offended. Oh my oh, god! Really.
5: No, I thought you were yes, being he's very offended. I, I thought you were being serious. It wasn't serious. her. I
4: blamed it on her. I'm the one who thinks you've gained weight. Your chin <laughs> is just bigger.
5: No, it's not. It's the camera
4: angle.
2: Hey, we're at a very uh, <laughs> advantage. On a, a serious note here, unbelievably, and this is kind of a sad note. I even tweeted this out. Chloe is done with high school. Uh, it ended so anticlimactically. For those that don't know it, little Chloe. Tons of MJ Morning Show listeners, tons of MJ Morning Show fans. They remember when Chloe was born uh, August 20th of 2001 Just a couple of weeks before 9-11. You think about this. She comes into the world during 9-11 and now her graduation is wrecked along with millions of other kids, whether it's college or high school around the country because of COVID-19. It's like, geez, man, can these kids get a break here? But you want to hear how anticlimactic this was? Little Chloe... Last week, was, Michelle, was it last Thursday or last Wednesday? What, what day was it? I,
5: they all run together now. Yeah, it, I really can't remember.
2: Last week at 1.35 p.m., Chloe closes the lid on her Mac for her online uh, distance learning, and that was it. That was her last class. She closed her computer lid, and just like that, high school was Over. Over. For my little princess. I mean, think about that for a minute.
4: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it seems like the other day I was just stealing her banana. I remember I used to steal her banana every time she came into the studio. I thought it was funny to throw it in the garbage. And now look at her
5: she's, she's so, graduating she so remembers that she and she, she will tell me i used to hate him because he stole my banana She still remembers. And i'm like oh my gosh chloe that was when you were yep. two get over I it. i
2: know really <laughs> but you know michelle you started crying and then
5: well it's it's so hard and i i think uh you know she she appreciated how anticlimactic the moment was she said she had two classes and when the second class finished she said you know, everybody just, you know, you, you're kicked out of the Zoom meeting or you, you log off or whatever, click X. And then she just closed her laptop and she realized high school was over. And they had so many fun events planned. They were going to have a scavenger hunt around the city. They had a senior skip day. They had they have a lot of festivities that go along. They have a retreat that was scheduled originally, um, canceled, everything. So everything that they'd been planning from, you know, being there in ninth grade, knowing what happens when you're when you're a senior, when you're about to graduate, never happened and it was over for her so it was it was very sad
2: unbelievable so chloe uh, if you're listening to the podcast the kids kind of listen to the podcast don't
5: they they do they do and and by the way we did get the invitation for her virtual graduation now i don't know if you saw that
2: i didn't see it but uh kids julian and chloe if you're listening to the podcast Mom and dad love you. So I get an email at MJ at MJMorningShow.com, and we'll give you all the contact information here, folks, in just a bit, including the MJ Morning Show hotline. I get an email from a listener who wants to know, whatever happened to that guy that used to laugh on your show all the time? I think he was the janitor. And did, did we call him Dave the Laughing Janitor? Is that the name that we, we called him,
3: Fester? What was it Laughing Dave Lagaretta? Or or laughing Dave. I don't I don't think we called him a janitor. I I can't he was a janitor. I can't no Dave I think we just called him Dave.
2: Dave does everything. I mean he's the physical plant maintenance guy at the old studio on Gandhi, where we were on at 933 FLZ for 18 years. And I thought it would be a great idea to get Dave Legaretta on. He was part of numerous memorable stunts of ours. And I thought we'd get Dave on and let's satisfy the the question and the inquiry of the listener. Can you get him on the phone faster?
3: Yeah, it's uh the
2: Skype is calling
3: him right now. All right. Hello, David speaking.
2: Is this Dave Legaretta?
3: Oh hey, how
2: you doing, Schnitt? Hey, it's MJ Schnitt Dave. Oh, you sound exactly the same to me. How you doing, Dave? <laughs>
1: Pretty good, pretty
2: good. Fantastic. We have you on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the MJ Morning Show podcast has become very successful. Uh, Thousands and thousands and thousands of people are downloading and listening every single week. So this thing is a big hit. One of our listeners asked, whatever happened to that guy that used to laugh all the time on the morning show, Dave? And that's what... (laughs) Okay. And we even turned it into a bit, you know, make Dave Legaretta laugh, which I think we'll do at the very end of the phone call. Uh, oh, da- I remember that. Now, Dave, you're still uh, at the complex on Gandhi, right?
1: Yeah, I'm still the vice president in charge of janitorial services. <laughs> I told you he was a janitor. <laughs> I, I, I told you.
2: I love it. You know, Dave did a lot of great things for us. Uh, Dave, if you remember, you were standing by with the garden hose during the turkey fryer fire. <laughs>
1: That still makes people
2: shake their heads. Dave, I I remember, dude, that we had a fully engulfed van. We had a a blaze in the parking lot. and And you've got the garden hose from the side of the building.
1: Right. I hear everybody's like, hey, it's okay. The gas tank's removed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. You know, Fester did a couple of responsible things on that. Yeah. Also, hey, speaking of gas, you were the gas phantom. That was an awesome yes. bit. You, tell everyone about the gas phantom.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, it was kept top secret. I think it, it was brought up to me by you and, and uh, uh, Tommy Chuck. And uh, we got money through uh, who was it? It was uh, Mickey in, in an account. And she'd get me the cash. And I guess it's because they trusted me. You know? yeah. But I, I'd load up with cash, and then uh, you'd have me hit gas stations in the metro area—Pinellas here, Hillsborough—and um, it was it was strange. I'd wear a suit, so you know I'd look. People wouldn't run from me like I was some kind of guy who just escaped the mission or something. But uh, uh, and it was just really interesting. I would offer some people the money, and they'd be like, "Oh, wow, thanks a lot." I now know people give me dirty looks and say I don't
2: want your money. <laughs> now, here's the deal. The reason why the Gas Phantom, I can't remember the year exactly, but if you do a Google search and you type in MJ Morning Show Gas Phantom, uh, f- uh, free gas or free gas money, it was for whatever reason gas mm-hmm. p- gas prices had really spiked and we had the idea that we send out this mystery yep. guy that nobody would know and we would get the whole market talking. <laughs> about this guy that's just giving people money to pay for the expense of gas. And you would go to gas stations and like two, three, four people pumping gas. You'd hand them 50 bucks to fill up their gas tank. And then we we started talking about it on the air, knowing damn well that it was you because we were sending you out. Then other radio stations started talking about it (laughs) before we knew it. The TV stations were all talking about the gas phantom, this guy handing out free money for people's gas. The newspapers, I think back then the Trib was still around and the St. Pete Times, uh, they did stories on the the Mm -hmm. mystery man. We, We turned this into a media frenzy, which was exactly what the plan was. Get everyone talking about this mystery gas phantom in the whole market and then reveal that it's really the MJ Morning Show. Do you remember how many weeks we did this before we did the big reveal?
1: Wow, I'd say it had to be it had to be at least two to three, four weeks.
2: Yeah, it was a while. Uh,
1: I remember going, getting the money from accounting, and disappearing. You know, in mid morning, and uh, doing my rounds and uh, trying to map out what part of town I was going to. But because uh, I, I remember it added up.
3: I looked up a story while you guys were talking on Google, and this is from the Sarasota Herald Tribune, right? From May twenty third, two thousand and eight. And it says, it's no myth, it's just MJ. Wow. For the past few weeks, the gas phantom has handed out wads of cash after doling out more than $14,000. Oh, that's right. It was huge money. It was huge money we gave away. That's right. <laughs> a man in a dark suit appeared at a shelter. I never station. got robbed either. Yeah. On Northdale Maybury Highway he revealed his identity he was 4 foot 10 inch tall Dave Legaretta. No oh, that's a, no that's not in the story Anyway but but here's the deal <laughs> <laughs> Remember <laughs> I
2: wore an MJ shirt. MJ. I mean, Well, like, that's dude, the story. That was the big reveal. Was that kind of was loud, the beauty man. of the reveal, Dave. <laughs> that was what was so fun about this, is because after giving out all this cash, and everyone, all the other radio stations, and the newspapers and the TV stations, wanted to know. Who the gas phantom was? You remember? You sent out a press release. We, we sent out a press release that the gas, <laughs> the gas phantom is going to reveal himself. And we picked. Uh, was that a was that on Northdale, Mabry, and Carrollwood where we did the big reveal? We called the press conference. No one knows that it's the MJ Morning Show. Dave is there. All the TV stations are there. The newspapers are there. Radio stations. <laughs> are there and do you remember so i don't remember what you said exactly maybe you can recall but then you ripped open your shirt to reveal an mj morning show t-shirt logo
1: yeah (laughs) but it was just like hey we just want to help out working people to give everybody a break here gas is really spiking and uh and it was real positive, but it was just funny when I pulled the shirt open. And then I still got that shirt hanging up right.
2: somewhere. And then all the other radio stations the next morning, you know, they, had, they they didn't want to talk about it because the whole gas phantom thing they'd been talking about for weeks <laughs> was was the MJ Morning Show. It was just a, another cl- that was another classic stunt that we pulled off the gas phantom. It's Dave Legareta, uh, folks. You might remember him from Make Dave Laugh, and that's where we would reveal one, two, or three. Three words. I think that we had a three-word uh, maximum, and you would just blurt something out to see if it would make Dave laugh. <laughs> I came up with the bit, and it was because I just noticed that when we had you on the air for assorted things, that it was just the slightest thing that would trigger you into your infectious laugh. Oh, I shouldn't say infectious laugh these days, uh. should I? <laughs> I don't think I should t-
1: None of these current days. Yeah,
2: I don't think... You got to wear a mask when we're talking about Dave's infectious laugh. So...
4: <laughs> do miss this laugh, guys. Hearing love, this laugh is like... I love
2: this. This is the best. Anyway, let's play around. Uh, Froggy Fester, do you guys have some words that we can see if we can make Dave
3: laugh? I have a couple of words. I'm ready to go. All right.
4: Wait, it's not just one word, right? I could string together two words, correct?
3: We had a three-word max. Okay, only, okay.
4: <laughs>
2: three-word max to make Dave laugh. Dave, are you ready to play? Good old times here. I'm ready. All right, let's make Dave laugh. Fester, go.
3: I will start with mouth herpes. (laughs) There we go. That's good.
4: That counts. Froggy, you ready? Go ahead. I'm going to go with something a little different. I'm going to go with a food theme. How about a turd burger? (laughs)
2: Yes, there it is. Yes, good yeah. job. All right, now it's my turn. You ready? All right, Dave. I'm ready. Golf playing monkey. <laughs> what? <This> Laugh at <game laughs> anything? These are <laughs> That's funny. I mean, just picture a golf <laughs> playing monkey. That's that's funny. All right, Festa, your turn.
3: All right. Vacuum <clears throat> suck. All right, Fro- Froggy, go ahead. How about
4: a nice, juicy fart falafel?
2: <laughs> yes. All right, Dave, see if you can picture this. A cheddar cheese couch. <laughs> cheddar-, cheddar cheese couch. That sounds delicious. It's fantastic. All right, Fester, one more. One, one more round here, Fester. Right. Go ahead. All right.
3: All right. All right. Here's, here's my big finish. All right. <clears throat> Linoleum tile. Nothing. See, that's oh. right. It's close. No. Oh. No. Oh. oh. Fester. That's Linoleum
2: tile. Linoleum tile. That's he, funny. You no, know, it's not. He's laughing at the buzzer. All right, Froggy, one more time. Go ahead.
4: All right. I'm just going to finish it off with my
2: food theme, a stinky taint tuna melt. Look at that froggy. Got him to laugh on all three. All right, let me see what I can do. This is the last one. Uh Are are you ready? Crack-smoking yak. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Oh, make Dave Legaretta laugh. Love it. Is tuna melt two words or one word? Dave... Dave, great to have you on. You sound fantastic, and I miss the good old days, buddy.
1: All right, well, thank you for having me
4: on. I bet you Dave hasn't laughed like that since the day we left. Uh,
2: I think you're probably 100% right. Man, he was the best. I I, I love Dave Lagaretta. We had so many good times with him. Hey, uh, anyone going to take hydroxychloroquine as a preventative measure? Did you see Trump yesterday announced that he's taking hydroxychloroquine? Did you see this?
3: I saw it, but uh, I don't think I'll take it.
2: I'm trying to figure, well, it's a a malaria drug, an anti-malarial. And the president announced, uh, and I wonder why, I'm, I'm just curious, for the president to come out and say that he's been taking this hydroxychloroquine, which it was believed that it might be a treatment for those with bad cases of coronavirus, a combo of hydroxychloroquine with uh, azithromycin or the z pack antibiotic. Some even recommended throwing zinc in. But the results have been very mixed. And in fact, the FDA under the Trump administration, they've even had all kinds of warnings on taking hydroxychloroquine. And then the president yesterday at
0: this press conference This is what he said. And a lot of good things have come out about the hydroxy. A lot of good things have come out. And you'd be surprised at how many people are taking it, especially the frontline workers, before you catch it. The frontline workers, many, many are taking it. I happen to be taking it. I happen to be taking it. Hydroxychloroquine? I'm taking it. Hydroxychloroquine.
2: So the media goes nuts yesterday. This was like at 4.20 p.m. No, uh, I think, relation to your favorite activity, Froggy. But this was like at 4.20 p.m. yesterday. And the media suddenly like, what? Trump just announced that he's taking hydroxychloroquine as a preventative, as a prophylaxis measure here. And the media is like, oh, my God. Right now, yeah. Yeah.
0: a couple of weeks ago, I started taking. it. Is there any science to think back it's this of up?
2: Heard a lot of good well, you know, Fester, it's a good question. A lot of the studies, even from the VA, said that patients on the hydroxychloroquine that they didn't even do as well as patients that were not on it. You have a bunch of studies that say that it is to no benefit. There are a few studies and there are some anecdotal stories of people that were given the course of the hydroxychloroquine with the azithromycin that got better, but we don't know if it was that combo or they were just getting better on their own. But it seems that there are more questions and concerns, including from the FDA, about potential dangers, either not doing anything, but there was also a study that showed that there were uh, heart issues, uh, you know, irregular heart and uh, arrhythmias because of it. But it was just a-, a shocker that here comes President Trump. Yeah, and I've got a theory. Hold on, let me play a little more of the audio from yesterday. Listen,
0: and if it's not good, I'll tell you right, I'm not going to get hurt by it. Well, if it's not good,
2: I mean, hopefully it doesn't kill you. I mean, because some people have had bad reactions to it but let me roll
0: the rest it's been around for 40 years for malaria for lupus for other things i take it frontline workers take it a lot of doctors take it excuse me a lot of doctors take it i take it now i hope to not be able to take it soon because you know i hope they come up with some answer i think for whatever it's worth i take it i was uh, i I would have told you that three, four days ago, but we never had a chance because you never asked me the question. The White House, did the White House doctor recommend that you take that? Is that why you're yeah, taking it? Yeah, White you? House doctor. didn't recommend. No, I asked him, what do you think? He said, well, if you'd like it. I said, yeah, I'd like it. I'd like to take it. A lot of people are taking it. Of-
2: well, if you'd like to take it. what the? But it sounds like Trump was initially about to say that he didn't recommend it and that it sounds like Trump told the doctor, I'm the president, I want to take it. It almost sounds like the White House doctor was not too thrilled with this, but somehow Trump talked him into it. You know, the question of my theory here is, I wonder if he got spooked that he might have been exposed because of Mike Pence's press secretary, the valet, one of the White House valets that brings Trump snacks and diet Cokes during the day in the Oval Office. They also service the executive quarters and lay out his clothes and everything. I wonder if Trump got spooked and said, put me on hydroxychloroquine. He touted it early. But remember, he then totally backed off and wasn't talking about it because we
3: had much more talk about remdesivir, for instance. You know, this guy possibly has the best medical treatment in the world, I don't know that I would take some unproven drug that has some pretty severe side effects. Trump is not a young man. What is he, like, 72? 73 74? or 74. Yeah, he's an old man. He's in, the, he's in the group. I mean, I'm looking at some of the symptoms or the side effects of this hydroxychloroquine. Um, slow heartbeat, symptoms of heart failure, mental or mood changes. He can't have any more mental or mood changes. He is, like, tapped out on that. Also, it could lead to depression or anxiety or thoughts of suicide. There's some pretty heavy-duty side effects to this drug. I'm worried about the president, man.
4: I'd rather inject Fabuloso than do anything (laughs) that Trump recommends.
3: (laughs) When it comes to COVID. He actually recommended injecting fabuloso. <laughs>
2: Fabul, I'd rather just get my medical recommendations from doctors, actually. On a really positive note, the news also came out yesterday that Moderna, this pharmaceutical company has really promising early results on a vaccine for COVID-19. And they're seeing some great results in the first round, the phase one clinical trials. 45 people were injected with the vaccine. And the good news is, Uh, Nobody died. And all 45 participants produced COVID-19 antibodies. That's fantastic. They developed these neutralizing antibodies to the virus at levels exceeding or reaching the level seen in people who have recovered naturally from coronavirus. So neutralizing antibodies bind to the virus, blocking it from attacking human cells. They're going to go to phase two, then phase three, with potentially thousands getting the vaccine. But we might be on our way to having a vaccine for COVID-19 if this whole Moderna thing pans out.
3: I hope it happens before football season, man.
2: At this rate, they might have it by the end of the year or January, but I don't think uh, you're going to have a vaccine by football season.
6: Uh, I mean, just listen,
4: guys, way. I need to get your opinion on something It has to do with this whole corona stuff. Yep. I have a haircut appointment tomorrow. Now, this is for the first time. I'm leaving the house probably for the second time in three months. Wow. Do you think that's smart? Oof. Or is that dumb? Because I'll cancel it. Would you? Professor, <sighs> say you had hair. Would you get a haircut tomorrow? Yeah, yeah I would. Okay. Yeah, I'm not so MJ, I'm, I'm not overly worried. You know, Obviously, with looking at your poof, you haven't had a haircut <laughs> in a
2: while. But would you go tomorrow? I am months overdue. If the hair cutter if the stylist were wearing a mask preferably an n95 and not just the flimsy little mask or a bandana and then you have a mask on as well you know if you really need one maybe but then you have that story You, you heard the story of the barber in kingston new york this story just came out late last week a barber who would not shut down his barbershop. This is on Main Street in Kingston, New York. It's north of Manhattan, and it's in Ulster County, New York. And you can look this up online. This barber would not shut down. He was defying New York state law or rules to shut down during the pandemic. He didn't. He tested positive. He got coronavirus. And now they're trying to track down uh, other people that he might have
3: infected. Oh, God,
4: right, I'm canceling it. That's all I needed
0: to
3: hear. oh <laughs> do no, freak don't out about it. That's all
4: I needed to hear. I'm not going. Forget it. I'm going to grow an afro.
3: That's a good look for you.
2: Roy, I'm just telling you a story. I mean, use your best judgment, and if you're wearing a mask and the barber or whoever you're going to is wearing a mask, probably doable. I mean, we're at bizarre times here. When is everyone going to feel comfortable again? And I think when... Probably most people are vaccinated, but I want business to come back. I want my favorite restaurants open. I want commerce to begin. I I want companies and stores and businesses that have been smashed by coronavirus. I want these places to open back up. And it's a combo between doing it safely so we don't have spikes. We don't have a second wave. And this has got to be the toughest freaking decision ever in our lives in balancing saving the U.S. economy and the livelihoods of so many tens and tens of millions of Americans and public health. This is an unenviable situation to be in.
4: All right, I'm definitely not going now. Forget that. I'll, I'm growing this out for another six months. Where were you going to go? Well my buddy Gino has a barbershop, and he actually wears a mask, and then he has, like, a visor thing to go over it.
2: It sounds pretty you know,
4: good. I don't want to
2: wear a mask. Yeah, I mean, that's sad. No, you got to wear a mask. Well, you're also, you're all bearded up. And you realize, Froggy, that with your huge bushy mustache and beard crap that you got going on, that masks are virtually ineffective. You got to shave well, all that. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, shave all that shave. crap off. Yes, you got to shave all that off. So a mask <sighs> works for you. Such a predicament. Or wait a minute. I can give you a full face scuba mask that you could wear and and carry around an aluminum 80.
4: I'll do that. I'll wear that. (laughs) Give me the the tank, too. (laughs) That'd be kind of hard to
2: cut your hair. That's what an aluminum 80 is, by the way. (laughs) Oh,
4: sorry. I don't scuba.
2: All right, guys. uh, Anything else before we shut down podcast episode 24?
3: What a busy week. I love talking to Dave Lagaretta. That was was a fun episode. It
2: was. It was fantastic. We don't even have time for a crotchety call. We don't have time. Well, I guess we do, but we're not going to play one this week. I don't want to burn those out. Froggy, I still have tons and tons of your crank calls for next week. I don't know because of the holiday whether we're going to do a brand new episode with all three of us. What I, You know what I was thinking about doing? I was thinking about for next Tuesday, the day after Memorial Day, I was thinking about going to the hard drive and just finding maybe three or four full segments from the MJ Morning Show where we just did certain bits. And I'll just string those together and maybe narrate in between and do a special content from the old show right off the air and kind of bring memories back of what we sounded like on the air back in you know 2008 2012 or wherever what do you think about that
4: you let me know baby I like it a feature presentation
2: there we go we can even have that uh, CBS special that <laughs> Something like that, like Charlie Brown <laughs> when that used to happen. Hey, folks, get a hold of us. We love the email. We love the voicemail. We love the texts. And, in fact, I had a whole mailbag, I had a whole pile of texts and email ready to go. But, you know, I don't want to get too long on these episodes. You know, we like to keep them somewhere between like 50 minutes and an hour. So I'll get to mail uh, in the future. But we we read everything. And we're getting great ideas from you. Anything that you want to write to us, any comments, questions, suggestions, old bits. Because folks are reminding me of stuff. Listen, we had Dave Legaretta on because a listener to the podcast said, hey, who is that guy that laughed all the time? So, folks, we we want your email. We want your text. Send all of your email to MJ at MJMorningShow.com. That's MJ at com. The hotline, you can leave a voicemail. We might even play your voicemail on the show. The MJ Morning Show hotline is 813-467-6290. That's 813 467 6290, and you can also send a text. So voicemail or text. And the number is also up on my Twitter feed. Give me a follow at Todd Schnitt. That's at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N, as in November, on Twitter. Oh, I'm going to put the uh, car flipped over in front of Fester's RV dealership. I'm going to put that up on Twitter, so that'll be up there for you to take a look at. Just uh, scroll down if it's it's, uh, not right on top. And, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, send messages on Twitter. My Instagram, and I typically have different material on my Instagram feed. Give me a follow there. At certified Todd Schnitt on Instagram, so it's just at Todd Schnitt on Twitter. Instagram is at certified Todd Schnitt, and of course, the website is mjmorningshow.com. MJ Morning And, of course, all of the podcasts, all episodes are right there. If you scroll down, you can hit play right on the website to listen. So you can listen on your laptop, listen on your mobile phone, listen on your uh, desktop if you want to do it the easy way. But also... The bulk of our listens are coming from subscriptions, and we're on all the major platforms, I think, except Spotify. So we're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on the iHeart Radio platform. We're on Stitcher and Google Play and, of course, Radio Influence, who hosts us. So everything, everything you need to know, mjmorningshow.com for all of our episodes, and please spread the word. We just want you to tell everyone you know— Put it on your social media. Hey, do you know the MJ Morning Show is back? Put it on your social media, folks. It'll help out a lot. We're trying to grow this podcast as big as we possibly can. And just mention, hey, the MJ Morning Show is back. Weekly podcasts, they're fantastic. And just go to MJMorningShow.com. That's MJMorningShow.com. Folks, we'll see you next time. The MJ Morning Show.
0: This is a Dark to Light with Frankenbeans Bean's Quick Fix on Radio Influence.
6: Yesterday, there was a woman in, in Oregon who opened up her salon where she has 23 independent contractors that are working for her. They rent space in her salon so that they, this is how it works. You know, stylists will rent space inside of a woman's salon and then or a man's, whatever, and then. They will pay. You know, they they have their own customers that come in. They collect the money. They pay the rent. That's how it works. They're independent contractors. They're not employees. Well, the state of Oregon decided that they were going to find this woman. Her name is Lindsey Graham. Believe it or not,
7: <laughs> I saw Lindsey. I said, "Who the hell's Lindsey?" It wasn't Lindsey Graham.
6: No, it was she another looks one. Nothing like Lindsey Graham. She's gorgeous. Anyway, she decided that she was going to open up on May fifth, which she did. She was fined fourteen thousand dollars by OSHA claiming she's putting her putting her employees at risk, but she doesn't have any employees. They came after her again. They threatened to fine her seventy grand. They're saying they're gonna take away her license. But the worst thing of all, Frank, they sent CPS to her house.
7: This is the scary, this is what I'm most scared about. This is what, especially for, me, uh for good with reason. The, yeah, with the 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 new baby on the way, and I'm this is it. You know, just the way that the federal government keeps keeps the uh, the states pretty much in place through bribery because of these uh, these these block grants and highway funds you get. You just get keep everybody enslaved. Um, CPS is things like CPS are used on a local level to keep people um, complying with otherwise wholly immoral. Government action because they don't want to lose their children, which is a reminder that government sees your children as their property. You are merely wards. I mean, they are wards of the state and you are a co parent with them.
0: Dark to Light with Frank and Beans can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.